sounds like. Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. That was Welcome to Our House with J.B. Arroyo, and this is Art Star Scene Radio, a.k.a. Ass Radio, on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. We're going to start with some silly stuff, and we're going to get into some serious stuff. I think Juno has a song planned for us. Uh, you, oh. were, you, did, you had it last week, so we'll do, uh, we'll do that in the yeah. middle. That'll give you time well, to find we'll it. We'll figure something out. <laughs> I am Face Boy. I am Juno Tempest. With us in the studio, Lucille Tiamore. Hi. I'm so glad to have you here, Bebe. Thank you. She pegs me. Aww. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> it's too much. Sometimes. I like having a dick. What's that? I like having a dick. <laughs> me I too, know. most of the time. <laughs> so, uh, have you been missing it? I've been missing missing having a dick, yeah. Yeah, I've been missing your dick. <laughs> we'll get into that. First, I wanted to share, earlier this week, I, um, I got my flu shot. Mom, mom got her flu shot, so she gets hers at CVS, and we're going to go to CVS and Trader Joe's. And so we get to CVS, and she goes, I brought a shopping list. And gives me this. Oh, my God. It's a toilet paper roll that she wrote things on. <laughs> Recycle. I mean, it is, it is reusing. <laughs> reuse, reuse, recycle. <laughs> now, you know my mom. Yeah. You, I mean, it makes it, a lot of sense. It makes total sense. Well, also, it fits in your hand. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, we look poor. And she goes, it's funny. <laughs> and you're laughing. And here's her list. CVS. Flu shot. That's the whole list. <laughs> you needed a list for that? You we're just going to a flu shot. Trader Joe's. Tissues. Original sin. <laughs> Hard cider. Hard cider. Yes. Fruit veg. That's good. Toilet paper, because clearly we... <laughs> Are out. You're out. Yeah. It's and a then subtle hint. Cat treats for Allie. Like... For who else would the cat treats before this? This whole list is ridiculous. It's absurd. She wrote for Allie. Yes. Look, do you do you realize know. though, Facebook, that mothers do this just to drive their children crazy? Yeah. Are you going to save that? I saved it just for this show. I'm not going to save it beyond that. Maybe I'll save it to, uh, to show Catherine. Keepsake. But oh. then, then Catherine will be like, "Oh, I can't throw out." Yeah, don't Toilet don't show Catherine. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. I am I am helping her with her her uh, her ways. Situation. <laughs> We've talked I, about her hoarding. I okay, okay. Well, I don't like to call it hoarding because I do something similar, but I generally maintain because I have a roommate. I'm forced to maintain yeah. like some level of like, um, some level of like tidiness in my house. <laughs> But I'm definitely not good at that. Like, I, because my room, I don't know, like, doing drag and, like, trying to find a costume, blah de blah Yeah, you, like, throw things everywhere. I oh, was yeah. I and burlesque. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm um, dealing with right now with my mess is, like, I've done some cleaning, but I haven't rearranged everything so that everything fits back where it's supposed to yet. So, yeah. like, yeah. 
what kind of progress are you making with Catherine? Because I've tried in the past. Oh, um, well, I just don't have the emotional labor to like go in <laughs> and help her. But I've like I've been like shaming her. And yeah, she's in told me you'll come over in a loving way. Like, bitch, you're talking about three different projects and none of them involve clearing a surface. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to have any pet projects and t- other than your shows until this place is cleaned up like yeah. clean a surface but like last time i went over she did have a surface cleaned mm-hmm. wow yeah Good. so like right. little that's, that's little bits of progress yeah you saw my place on thursday or at least part of it mm-hmm. and my mother had a problem and you could kind of see the combination of me being a little bit of a neat freak mm-hmm. and the vestiges of not that. that. I, would, I wouldn't era. call you a neat freak. That's because you you, you <laughs> knew me. You, you The first place you met me was at that apartment. But if you had see, I've shown you pictures, my place on Thompson Street was scary spotless. Like people would be afraid to like have wine, mm-hmm. you know, because oh, yeah. they might spill it. Like, can I touch this thing here? It was scary clean, but when I moved in there, it was just so overwhelming. I got depressed, yeah, and I didn't do anything for three years, and it, and it got really bad. You know all of this. But anyway, what did, what did you think? Uh, I'm just curious of your, your house. Yeah, I I thought it had a very pleasant atmosphere, and in a very good way, reminded me of my grandma Goodall's house. Okay. Um, and so, like. It was it was nice. Okay, little good. knickknacks, but like placed properly. Mm-hmm. Everything was orderly. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Do you remember that time I accidentally said in front of your mom, "Oh, it's okay, my family has orders too." And Nancy was there, and then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. that's all right." Mom hears what she wants to hear. Yeah, I don't think she heard it. So before we get into the serious stuff, uh, let's get back to pegging. So yeah. I've dealt with it by uh, just taking care of it myself. You know, suction cup on the wall. Um, <laughs> And because uh, I don't trust people like I trust you, um, and we're but monogamous. With I, I told you you could you could have some you, somebody else could fuck your butt if you want. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you just don't trust them. I don't trust. They don't. They're not going to be able to do it for as many hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm the same way about getting fucked. Like I. I haven't been fucked in ages because I just don't trust, trust. cis men yeah. to to do it. And then, like, because I never do it, like, having a trans dude do it, or even a trans woman, I'm just like, um, it's just easier for me to stick my dick in you. Because I, yeah. know, I know I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an expert top. Um, yeah, so. I think people that have had, that have been fucked are going to fuck better. I think women exactly. are better at fucking guys than men are. Unless they're like, um, gay or bisexual dudes. Unless they're dudes who have taken it. Yeah, I mean, like, I I cannot... Like, when I first got with my ex-boyfriend in Germany, like, 
he was he was pretty exclusively a top. But then, like, the first night we hooked up, we were both so drunk yeah. that he let me fuck him because he just wanted fucking to happen. And I'm like, and I was really bad at it because I had no idea. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then, then, like, gradually over time, I, like, learned how to be better. And by the end of it, like... I was fucking him more often than he was fucking me, and that trend just continued. Um, I'm familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, when we started, we, he he fucked me more. But, For hours. And But now we like barely do that. Not as much. Yeah, no, not really. All right, let's uh, let's get, in, unless there are things either of you would like to add about that, I'm ready to move on to something else. <laughs> Oh, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> okay, so you had uh, posted just 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago on Instagram that you're going going on the show to talk about recovery. Uh, let's start there. Um, I've been in an eating disorder recovery program. Um, we've talked a little bit about it on the show before, about how we never... It took us, I think, six months to eat in front of each other. <laughs> we've joked about it, but we're going to talk we've seriously. We've joked about it. it. And, and yeah, it is kind of funny. We... we we dated for six months before either of us saw the other one Maybe actually a year. eat food, um, which is not normal. <laughs> Normally, you go out on a date, hey, yeah. I'm interested in you. Let's go out on a date and eat food in front of each other. Actually, yeah. that's not the way people would say it. <laughs> no, that's that's just the social implication, though, and that's the important part. Right. Uh, I don't think you've seen me eat anything yet. Um, I don't think so. Nope. Nope. I brought Francis in. I call him Francis. I brought that's Facebook fine. in. You can call me Francis up here. That's how you know me. It's gonna be it's gonna be awkward for you to To say Facebook, yeah. yeah. I brought Francis into my um eating disorder recovery and we had pizza and they wouldn't let him pat down the oil, take off the oil because it's a food ritual. Oh. <laughs> oh, see, that's why I don't like recovery programs. Yeah, there's because a lot I'm of like, I will do what I damn well please. I get in trouble a lot for um you were redirected. Rip, ripping off my... Well, the redirecting is because I talk about inappropriate things at the dinner table. Oh, it wasn't because of the... Oh, that that wasn't redirecting. That's not called redirecting. That's called, like, told no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's told called. No. That's, that's just told no. Um, no, no, Lucy. But re, when we get redirected is when we, like, socially redirected because we're not talking about appropriate things and that happens to me mm, daily <laughs> oh yeah because there's different age groups i guess right yeah there's like little girls there and stuff oh, and they don't want yeah. you talking about trauma they don't want you talking about anything that's like too triggering because we're sitting there like with eating disorders like. oh goodness <laughs> good like lord forbid that someone with trauma talks about trauma in front of other people who have, have trauma, trauma. Yep. who are there <laughs> For the explicit purpose of dealing with said trauma. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's that there's a time and a place. While you're actually having the meal is not the time, but then there's counseling, group counseling afterwards, and that's yeah. when you talk it, about trauma. That makes trauma. sense. Yes. Time and place sort of situation. I'm. I guess I was just thinking more more along the lines of like when like when I was. Uh, hospitalized in a psych ward when I was yeah, 17. Yeah, they're terrible about, like... They're just like, yeah. no, nothing ever. 
Yeah, I was really against. I mean, he, remember, I used to have vendettas against the mental health field. I know because I've oh. been I've been in a lot of psych wards. They've all went really poorly. They've never directed me to the right program after. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because I had Medicaid, I think, and that you're limited on where you can yeah. go. Um, but finally, my therapist found the right program for me. That's um, awesome. And it's been helpful because I think a lot of my psych psychiatric breaks have been that I was so low blood sugar that I was just like, oh yeah, mm. I used to be a total cunt because I was hungry all the you're time. Hungry all the time, yeah. But now I realize now I'm just a total cunt because that's my personality. Yeah, I'm still I'm still wild, but um, and a little bit I'm I'm kind of cunty. I don't think so. Thank you. That's, you just have to say that because you don't want to get injured. So, <laughs> very true. Put them in his place. Put them in his place. Men need that. They crave it. That's why they keep women around. Is that true? No. Of course he would say that. He's a man. I used to be a man, so I like you know, know why I kept... Even though I was a gay man, I know why I kept women around. around. Yeah. <laughs> and it was because they would like perform a, like a social service for me, like yeah. emotional labor that like the gay man I was having sex with just would just not. Just would not do. Yeah. Yeah. So. I used to be a stripper and I, I think the whole, like really the whole point of that job is emotional labor. Oh, definitely. But then I started to feel like I should get paid for this whenever people wanted to like I, I didn't do it to you, but I feel like whenever people, like friends, wanted emotional labor from me, I'm like, oh, damn it. I'm not getting paid. I am very selective, <laughs> like, in that realm. I am so excited about these topics because, like, we have some some stuff in common. Like, um, like when I was in high school, I was, like, part of the reason that I was hospitalized was because I... Um, I, like I was self injurious. I yeah. was anorexic. Yeah. I was just um, you know, just all out crazy. Yeah. Um I used to be really manic. Yeah. I would get super manic. And like It happens part- when you're low blood sugar, I think. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> so. And like I would have these hypoglycemic episodes where like my blood sugar would just drop to the point where I would like collapse and almost like have something like a seizure oh yeah and like my parents thought i was on hard drugs and i'm like yeah definitely i first of all how do i have money for hard drugs yeah you all like i have no job i'm in high school like whatever so like the only drugs i was on was the ones that my uh my parents were like forcing me to take because a psychiatrist said so but um yeah like when i was in hospital they forced me to eat like a really high calorie diet and i couldn't like leave no one from the group could leave until i was finished and i'm like oh my god this is disgusting yeah the only the only saving grace was that i didn't shit the whole four days i was there (laughs) so it looked like i put on like 12 pounds yeah uh which was part of why that and like lack of good insurance was why i was like kicked out (laughs) but uh yeah like that stuff and like the sex work and emotional labor stuff like i'm very very selective about who i will 
well, I will invest my time in yeah. for emotional labor for free. And like today I had this dude hitting me up on Facebook. He's like, and it was like the 10th time. Yeah. I haven't even like, like I de- denied his friend request or he had just like messaged me. And so I saw him writing me again and I'm like, listen, dude, like, I'm sure you're a nice guy and everything. You probably are. Whatever. All the guys that message me are probably nice guys. But I just don't have attention to give. Like, I don't have that attention to give. Yeah. Lucille, you deleted Facebook from your phone. Is part of the reason why is because people were coming to you all the time? Um, I still have Messenger. I deleted it because of those, like, rants that I used to go on. Oh, yeah. It was to protect you from yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Self-preservation. <laughs> yes. All right, tell, tell me about it. Um, I mean, I still have Instagram, so, like, if I really needed to rant something, I could, like, write something on Instagram and send it to Facebook. But, like, I used to use, like, these monologues about really anything I wanted to talk about. And, I mean, they got a lot of likes. People found yeah, it funny, I but what, sometimes it sent me. I mean, I got sent to psych words over some of those rants. Uh, yeah, posting That's a bad. picture of yourself climbing a fence naked. Oh yeah, probably not. Doing, the best I did a kind of fence naked. I did. I split on the fence, and then I talked about um, scary Ben raping me. <laughs> and they were like, uh, "He's gonna, this is gonna have to go on psych ward." And I was like, "Just because I got raped." And people were like, "I don't think it's that." <laughs> and yeah, that was nice. Oh yeah, the mania. The, the last time you were, <laughs> yeah. you were in, the last time you were in the psych ward was when I had to have a tooth extracted, and you were going to we're, you were going to be the person to pick me up, you know, in case I was out of it. But you're in the psych ward, so we were both in NYU. I think I centers. had one more psych ward to stay after that one too. Okay. I think my family said I was suicidal, but I really like wasn't. But they, I made like a joke about That's suicide. The easy out. Yeah. Yeah, and they they're like, she said she was suicidal, and I they, refuse to ask answer those questions <laughs> yeah totally let's get back to eating disorders um do you know when you started having eating disorders was it when you were a little girl <laughs> fred rogers impression um it was like middle school um okay i like in middle school i was like 65 pounds i was really small and oh, like wow. my height so that wow. was kind of sick. That, that is. Yeah, it was. It was an issue. Um, and then I kind of got better in college. Um, NYU was really let's, good. Place let's go for back me. a little bit, though. Um, so, around what age are we talking? Um, middle school. It's it's been about like it's been like over twenty years of bullshit. So when you were like 11, so it was when you were a little girl. Yeah, I was little. And, and um, what do you think caused it? Um, I had a lot of like issues with the control. I still do. Mm-hmm. I needed to feel like in control. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in a town where I was very like teased. I was like <sighs> probably presenting signs of being queer pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, like all white Catholic town. You know, it's just it really wasn't the right space for me it was it is it is the one of the whitest towns i've ever ever researched yeah ever researched he always does a lot of research so i told him my town name and he was like hey what was it like 96 percent white 
I think more like 98. 98% white, yeah. And uh, and very affluent as well. Yeah, it's it's um it's an it's a rich town. And those and that's not really the types of people you relate to. Yeah, and like in Boston people are very like preppy rich too. So like here, you know what I mean, there might be a lot of like edgy rich people. There's not edgy rich people in Massachusetts. No, they're just all wasps. Yeah. So yep. what what influences do you think uh were in your life that made you different uh that caused that led to this teasing that led to these eating disorders i just i think just who i am just who you are yeah um and like in high school i was like ran the gay straight alliance um i was also captain of the trillion team but the cap- the trillion team was kind of freaks we were we were like the freaks and geeks okay um but yeah there was just a lot of teasing um I did have, like, a boyfriend, but he was gay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, like... I was that gay boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He also had an eating disorder. (laughs) Yeah. So much has changed. (laughs) 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 I know, right? (laughs) But a lot has changed. You're very much on the road to wellness, and because of you, so am I. And I've been wanting, you know, I've been talking for quite a, for these past few months about how I've been improving my life, and I've been wanting to give you the credit. It was when you went into the, can I say the name of the center? Yeah. Renfrew, as a you know, 24-hour, you, you lived there. I at started that at center, a residential program. At a residential mm-hmm. program, and I was like, if I'm going to be with this woman, I can't be the way I am right now when she's getting better. And, you know, what's more important to me, uh, uh, this lifestyle that has uh, that can't end well or this wonderful woman that I'm in love with? And the choice was clear. And if I hadn't made those changes, I wouldn't have been as sharp and as uh, energetic to do all the things I needed to do for my mother. And a little update mm-hmm. on her. Just two days ago, she went to get the phlebotomy. But before they do that, they test her. She didn't need it. She's still stable, and she's getting stronger. Awesome. And, you know, this is... This... She, she was on a bike. She was on a fucking exercise last week. Yes. <laughs> yes, Mom. <laughs> Almost 87. So, um, thank you for that. And uh, more than thank you, I, I think you, you... I hope you take satisfaction in seeing the changes in me and in seeing Mom getting stronger and stronger. Yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, so tell me about some of the challenges, the, the most difficult challenges in this road to wellness. Um, list, uh, like it, it takes away my control. Um, and I've also been sober. So there's really like no, nothing to like. No outlet. There's no outlet. Uh, yeah. That makes me very anxious. And they also, like, took away... I was, like, an over-exerciser. Um, oh, same. And they, like... So I haven't been able to exercise in months, really, except for yoga. Um, <sighs> it's, it's not easy. It's not it's, easy to no, talk about. It's, not, it's not easy to just deal with. It's just, mm-hmm. like, a lot to... Um, it's been a lot. Um, so it's, like, we, like, lean into our emotions... Mm-hmm. That's you know what I mean. So my days are spent leading into my emotions um, sober. Mm-hmm. 
with food in my stomach. I like to feel empty. I've had a lot of trauma, so, mm-hmm. you know, I like to feel empty. But I can't right now. That's not allowed. And they make us eat, like, things like donuts sometimes and muffins. And, like, it's, I'm just like, what the to, fuck? Yeah, to really challenge you. To challenge you, yeah. I, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. And also that, that, I never heard anyone put it that way before when you said that you like to be empty. And I'm like, oh, that's why I just don't eat for days at a time. (laughs) I like to feel empty. Yeah, totally. Because that's the only, because like I can't be empty emotionally, but I can be empty physically. Yep. Um, Yeah. And then I latch on to Taoism, where... And it does. It's not supposed to mean this, but one of the lessons in Taoism is empty out and be full. Like mm-hmm. uh, Lao Tzu uses uh, a vase as an example. That what makes it useful is the space where there's nothing. Yeah. That's what makes it useful. You know, that makes sense. Yes. So the the concept of emptiness to me is something to. Uh, it is is something beautiful is something useful mm-hmm. and that's not and and i'm applying it the wrong way i'm applying it similarly to how uh lucille does let's take a break for a song okay and then we'll get back to it how's that sound to everybody sounds sure. great okay so uh, uh do you i wanna... brought the dongle this time you brought the dongle the dongle <laughs> okay let me give you this to uh <clears throat> and you're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. If you like what you're hearing, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com uh, slash support. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting donate. this wrong. I'm try. <laughs> slash donate. Um, okay. Slash donate. And then um, donate to Radio Free Brooklyn. I'll oh. read the copy in a bit. Okay. I want to get yeah. this, uh, or I'll pass it over to you. Get my get my so what are we gonna hear? out of the way. Um, this is my staple. Oh wait, let me um get the karaoke version. Um, oh they've got one for a lower key. Ah, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's um a little okay. All right, here we go. So um, I'm going to do my staple karaoke selection, which is part of your world from The Little Mermaid. Um, Juno Tempest is known as the Siren of Bushwick. Um, A lot of my uh, costumes and concepts are like like mermaid-esque. And so like I was like forced to do karaoke one night and I'm like, all right, let me just do this one because I've like lip synced it a million times, um, and it turned out I was pretty good. So uh, here, here we go. Let's let's pull it up. We'll do a shorter version. I, I do not want YouTube TV. <laughs> Look at this stuff, isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl? 
girl who has everything. Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you'd think, sure, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? I've got twenty. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, feet. <laughs> Flipping your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down the, what's that word again? Street. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wandering free, wish I could be. Part of that world What would I give If I could live Out of these waters What would I pay To spend a day Warm on the sand Betcha on land They understand But they don't Reprimand their daughters Bright young women Sick of swimming Ready to stand I'm ready to know What the people know Ask my questions And get some answers What's a fire and What is it? What's the word? Burn When's it my turn? Wouldn't I have Love to explore that shore above Out of sea Wish I could be Part of that Sebastian. <laughs> you have a beautiful voice. Oh, thank you. I need to, uh, I used to sing all the time before I transitioned, and then I was like, I don't like sounding like a man, so I'm not going to do it. All right. If you would read that for us, please. Sure. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. And if you want to sponsor this show, go to RFB.NYC slash ass. ass. 
<laughs> That's rfb.nyc slash ASS. <laughs> and it is also tax deductible. Uh, we do have a sponsor who wants to be anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my favorite. <laughs> but uh, anything extra that you can give us, please do. Um, so I want to uh, explore this eating disorder subject just a little bit more and then we'll move on to something more light um what because i want to help people uh and i think we already have just by just by admitting a problem publicly right there and by exploring some of the possible causalities but um in your opinions what are signs that our listeners should be should be looking for that they might have a problem Oh, um, yeah, this, uh, this is a big one. I have a lot of opinions about it. I'll keep it in a nutshell because I used to work for the U.S. Department of the Army and they made us go through uh, suicide prevention and awareness training all the time. And I was suicidal for a good portion of pretty much daily for like the last uh, two years that I worked for the U.S. Department of the Army, um, and no one even one time asked me anything. Um, so, and like, that's that's one thing is that it's it's difficult for other people to like, especially if you've had a problem for so long, you're used to like hiding it mm-hmm. to like seem functional. Um. I would say, like, I like I never did this, but personally, I would say, like, write down on a piece of paper in pen and ink, because fuck pencil, because you need to, like, look at this list, um, put it somewhere, if that's in your wallet, or if it's, like, pinned to the refrigerator, or if it's, like, you know, under your mattress or whatever, but, like, write down... All the times where, like, write down a problem that you think you might have. Like, if it's an eating disorder or if it's, like, substance abuse. Um, Like, for example, if I were to write this list, I'd write alcohol. Alcohol is a substance that I have abused quite heavily in the past. um, And I continue to use alcohol. Um, But if I we're really dead set on just like no more. Uh, That would be like number one because it's easy access. And like then I would write down all the times that alcohol kind of like completely ruined uh, something that I had been looking forward to or caused me to uh, hurt someone around me. Um, And then like ruminate on that list of like, well, these are the things like I could have, I could have changed that relationship for the positive. Had I not been like using this substance or like engaging in this behavior. So, uh, so heavily, um, I don't know. Like I just over time have, like, come to realize, I don't like this about myself anymore. I'm going to do small things every day to change it. Um, and, like, recognizing, I think the most important thing is to, like, recognize that, um, you know, baby steps are the way 
it's the only way to get from like the shitty spot you're in to like a better spot that you want to be in. Okay. Lucille, in your opinion, signs that someone has a problem and suggestions for help. Um, I think everybody should probably be seeing a therapist, everybody in general, especially in the current climate in America. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think if your therapist will know if you need a higher level of care. Um, and I think most people, when they get recommended to a higher level of care, decide to divorce their therapist. And I, and, um, I would suggest that you don't and take their suggestions and like run with it. They're not out to get you. They're not going to try to institutionalize you forever. Um, it was very hard for me not to divorce my therapist when she sent me to residential, but I, um, it's made the world, a world of difference in my life. That's excellent. That's very good advice. Um, and, uh, anything to add on this subject before I move on? Oh, I, I'm wondering like, just like how, how would either of you suggest like, Finding and maintaining a, uh, like, finding a therapist and maintaining a relationship with a therapist that is, like, healthy for you. Because, like, my current therapist, I don't trust her. I don't tell her shit. I think you, it's you, you, totally you, okay to divorce your therapist mm -hmm. if, if it's not a good relationship in the same way that you would any relationship. The only time is when, if you already had a good relationship with your therapist and then they suggested mm -hmm. a higher level of care. But if you're, you don't trust your therapist, definitely, um, we both found ours, ours on psychology today and we looked, mm -hmm. um, up their profiles. Well, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's close enough to true. Yeah. You, you did psychology today, didn't you? No, I found her and then I saw that she had a, had a had psychology a, today. Exactly. Well, yeah. So I think definitely look them up. Look up if some of them have private websites too. Look up what they're what they're into, what they believe in, um, because you need them to be like on the same page with you. And some some therapists are not going to be like queer friendly. Some therapists are not going to be. Yeah. They're not perfect people just because they have a degree. So you really have to find like the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, that's been my issue is because like my, my like the therapists that I've had over the past few years since I transitioned just have no idea. Yeah, um, it's very difficult to find the right match. But you are not if you if you can't talk to your therapist, if you're keeping secrets from your therapist, because for whatever reason, um, it's not the right match. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's you're not going to get the help that you need yeah. in that situation. Um, so, and it, I know that it's hard to find the right match. So you find a therapist, they take your insurance and their schedule matches yours or they're flexible. So you go, okay, fine. I'll go with that. And yeah. you stick with it because now it's what you know. The lesser evil. Yeah. And like, that's why I'm seeing my current therapist. She's not a bad person. She's just not a good therapist a good for therapist me. Yeah. Um, you know, and she has helped me in a few ways, but like a lot of times she's just like spouting off about shit she has no idea yeah. about. And I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Why am I here? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause like that's, it's the expectation. I don't know. But on Monday I go to, um, I go to Apicha and I talk with my social worker and we're going to specifically like during this appointment, like find 
a therapist who takes my insurance who is like more queer and trans friendly. Yeah, that would be a great, great. Yeah, I, and I needed someone who could both recognize and challenge my crazy life. The very first time with my new therapist, my very first session, uh, the night before I had texted to Lucille, she was having some trouble. Um, please let me know if I can help in any way. But it was a bullshit text. I was pissed at her. I wasn't really thinking about helping her. I was in a bad space. <laughs> and um, she texted me while I was in my first session, a breakup test text. She wrote, your services are no longer needed. LOL. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> the ways she breaks up with me are fucking so creative. The first time she broke up with me, she called me up. She goes, I don't want cocks anymore. I just don't want any more cocks. And she hangs up right away. And like a, a week later, uh, I, I, I call her and I'm like, so do you want to go out to dinner? And she, and she goes, I don't want cocks. And I was like, yeah, I know. I'm talking about dinner. And <laughs> this one, might have been the first time we ate in front of each other. It could have been. It could have oh been. My God. After we broke up. Yeah. And she was like so into the fact that I didn't care that sex was off the table. Well, yeah. It lends you. Yeah, it lends you a a level of credibility and respect that a lot of men just will never get because men all too often just oh my god are yeah, looking I know. for only sex like yep. i tell a dude like yeah i mean like we can get together but i don't really want to have sex or like oh okay <laughs> yeah well, yeah, oh, and, and I'm sorry that I'm only good to you when my dick is hard. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I'm a nice person. And she was briefly seeing this sleazy dude. Um, and when when uh, when you told him you didn't want to have sex anymore, he didn't say he didn't want to be friends anymore. He was like, "You fucking bitch! God damn it! Fuck you! Blah blah blah! Cunt! And your boyfriend's a faggot." <laughs> such a ridiculous your referring boy- to me that is- your boyfriend's a faggot oh, that's so dumb and I so like that so that friendship childhood. was over so anyway getting back to my first therapy session so i looked down i see it and i said and and i had opened the therapy with i need to communicate with my girlfriend better that is one of my primary goals in this therapy i'm not doing a very good job and and this relationship means a lot to me i haven't been good to her recently i'm afraid this is going to happen and then it happened and uh, but we were on to some other subject probably some childhood trauma or some shit like that and uh, and i was like yeah she she just broke up with me what were we talking about and my therapist is like <laughs> we're going to talk about this now <laughs> but it was just like so common you know it happens so often <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i tend to stick with like very superficial um topics with my therapist because like not good yeah yeah she's not the right fit mm no. We have a little more, a little over 15 minutes left, so I want to jump down to something else, and then uh, we'll, we'll get back to some general topics. But I want to know um, what, uh, what you're promoting right now. Oh, uh, yeah, let me... And where people can give you some monies. Oh, yeah, you can give me money because I'm still unemployed. And uh, my employer, Daily Press Coffee at 38 Summer Street, 
in Ocean Hill, Brooklyn, uh, is refusing to, um, they're contesting my, my, uh, claim for unemployment because I was, um, how do they put it? Uh, it was uh, due to misconduct, but like it was because I showed up late twice in a month. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm currently unemployed and probably not going to get unemployment. Um, so you can send me money on Venmo at Juno Tempest. Um, that would be very, very helpful. Um, the donation that I received, uh, last month, like meant a world of difference. It means the difference between me having to like do sex work, um, which prevents me from finding a new job and like being able to just be a human. Um, my shows, let's see. Uh, so that person, if you're listening again, that sent $480, yes. did you know, that was a, li- that was a life changer. That, that kept her afloat. A lifesaver. Thank you uh, so much. Thank you so much. And if anyone else, you know, it can be as little as $20, $40, $10. I'll take it five. All, you take know, five. Venmo, it, it adds up. Venmo doesn't like have so a minimum. So help like, her out. There's, there's a lot of uh, uh, discrimination in the workplace against trans people. And that's another thing that she's she's dealing with. Yeah. And uh, okay, shows coming up. Yeah. So, um, as far as shows, let me see. So my next show is uh, going to be uh, genre reassignment. Brooklyn's only trans open mic at Metropolitan Bar uh, at five fifty nine Lorimer from seven to nine p.m. Brooklyn queer time. Um, I cannot remember the name of the guest because i did not book this performer uh but they're gonna do something with a projector which is pretty rad uh that's never happened before so come to that um support and like show the bar that transsexuals deserve space in in a gay bar uh and then the next night i have no pressure a new show for new drag at Bazaar Bushwick at 12 Jefferson from, uh, I think we're doing later hours. So I think we'll like start around 8, 8.30 now because uh, whatever. But um, yeah, that show is that night. Uh, it's a $10 suggested donation at the door. Um, don't be a dick. Just give my girl Luna some fucking $10 so that I can pay for my performers because that's the only way we make money in drag. <laughs> um and bring your singles to tip because Bazaar does not keep singles. Um and you can see me probably get naked, maybe not, but it's always a bunch of fun. Me and Mister talk a lot of shit. Now, Lucille, I know that you don't have gigs coming up because you're in a very serious program, but I have noticed that you've been expressing yourself more uh, through a combination of words and drawings. And you had been going. You, you, there's a book I forget what it is. Iliad or Iliad, yeah. The Iliad. Can you tell us a bit about that and what and how far you've gotten? Um, it's called like an alteration book where you take um a book that's like broken or you know what I mean, an old book that you otherwise would have thrown away, and you can like draw over it. You can journal over it. You can put. Um, I find it helpful because it gives the words on the page give me a lot of inspiration for what to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and it otherwise would have been in the trash. The binding's all messed up, so I 
You should check out what she's been doing. It's I, really fascinating. That is, in and of itself, that description makes me want to do that myself. <laughs> I know, right? It's really fun. I know. <laughs> um, and you can find that at in my, my Instagram Instagram page, which is at Lucille T T I Amore, A M O R E. Yeah. I was thinking about this recently. Know who you're talking to when you're at a job. I had a a commercial that I was cast in for Budweiser. This was 2001. This was a long time Mm. ago. And um, during the commercial, we had to eat White Castle burgers and fries. We've already discussed one of my problems. (laughs) (laughs) And it's take after take after take. And, um, you know, I asked them to just make it as basic as possible. Don't put anything on it. Another actor was like, I like this. I could do this all day. This is like a fucking 11-hour shoot, 14-hour shoot. Oh, my God. And um, during the meal break, I went into the bathroom and threw up. And then then I went over to the food truck, and I was like, you know, is there anything maybe that I can or can't put in my body? And so uh, this one guy, he's by the food truck. And he he uh, said, how's, how's the shoot going for you? And I said, well, I love acting. I love having this job. You know, this is a national network spot for Budweiser. This is going to pay a lot of residuals, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, but I fucking hate fast food. This White Castle stuff is literally, I had to throw up. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's awful to have to do it. Um and, you know, that part is probably going to haunt me for years. <laughs> and I and I asked him, um, so what uh, position are you in uh, here for the shoot? He goes, oh, I'm not here for the shoot. I own the White Castle. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. He probably hates it, too. <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. And he goes, he goes, don't worry. I'm by the food truck for a reason. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Still, that could have been bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Been, if he was like really proud of his White Castle and proud of his White Castle food. Yeah, totally. That could have been really that bad. Been really bad. <laughs> so know who you're talking to when you're on a job. Yeah. Oh, God. I've, I've had to uh, just embrace, uh, like, oh. What's uh, like an ideology of like, if I burn a bridge incidentally, like I just have to deal with it. There are other bridges. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but just try not to do it. Okay. Try not to do it all the time. But <laughs> Next week, I will not be here. Uh, Catherine is going to be hosting and, um, and I can't say the location of the party that I'm working at because it's double super secret invite only kind of thing Ooh. but uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll ask the person who hired me to what extent I can discuss it the following week and let you know how it went and what what it's all about um and Juno you will be here next week I'm yeah good excellent so you'll have Catherine you'll have Juno Catherine is really wants to kick ass um because <laughs> that's what we've been doing without her and it pisses her off. <laughs> I haven't told her yet that we were number one this week uh, in talk shows, uh, number Yay. six in all shows. Thank you all for listening and for, for bringing us to that point. I really appreciate it, and I hope you are getting something out of it. Um, Prozac makes fish want to fuck. Just had to bring that up. <laughs> like Prozac that people are dumping down the toilet? Yes. 
<laughs> I read that the other day, and I'm like, I just need to mention this. I don't need to extrapolate on it at all. Uh, it made just, me not want not to fuck. I know. Yeah, that's uh, okay, Yeah, yeah. It, it makes people not want to fuck, but fish want to fuck on Prozac. <laughs> the hell is that oh, all about? Maybe I need to get back on Prozac since I'm part fish. And be fish. a fish. Yeah. Oh, that's right. part fish. Pornhub surged when YouTube went down. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, my God. <gosh. laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that happened this week. I think it was on a Tuesday. YouTube went down and none of it was accessible. Pornhub traffic went up 21%. I and their traffic's watch, already pretty high, I'm sure. Can't watch kitties? Guess I'll jack off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of thirst trap videos out there. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. like A that, lot of what? There's a lot of stuff that Pornhub probably doesn't show. That, what did like, you call YouTube. it? Thirst trap. Like, what is that? Like, uh, like, oh, my God, I'm just, like, exercising. I'm working out. Mm. But, yeah. Like, you can why you like Instagram? Tips. Yeah. Oh, okay, but, got it. But videos. Yeah. Oh, no. It's Why did like, you tell me? Oh, my God. There's, <laughs> I uh, did tell you that there... You, you, you told me about Instagram. You knew that Instagram was all butts because you always said, all you're ever doing on your phone is looking at girls. And then you didn't get that it was just looking at Instagram feeds. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. Now I do. <laughs> and I kept telling I you, it. go on Instagram. It'll help your show. Go on Instagram. And you were like... Whatever, I'm not into this new technology. And then you finally went on it and realized you had been missing all the butts. I was like, girlfriend, mm -hmm. um, you were right again. <laughs> that happens yes. at least once well, a week. You were right again. A lot. <laughs> yes. uh, Halloween plans. Oh, tonight. Uh, part of the reason I'm wearing a headscarf is because I put my hair in curlers for the first time. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to do like a nice bouffant with like kind of curly cur curly hair shit on the side. And I've got this like like mermaid like brothel mistress look. Oh, nice. That I'm uh, going to bring out. October 31st, though, your actual Halloween oh. day or night. I'll probably just be a muggle and like not go out and do anything because people are insane and I yeah, hate crowds. It sucks. Unless I'm getting paid. I'll I find a don't. quiet bar. Okay. Well, here's my plan and you're both invited. Um, I don't dress up for Halloween that often. You know, I work whatever parties or shows I can. Um, and, uh, and, but the, the parade goes right by my building. Mm. You've been to the roof. Yes. Roof oh my God. viewing of the parade. In yeah. the village, literally right down, right down the street. That so you're both fantastic. invited to to join me for that. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. And so, yeah, it's not it's not a party. It's, you're not in a crowd. You're you're way above the crowd. That's how I used to do New Year's when I was in Germany. Because like Germans get insane, really, about like fireworks, and like I've seen people like bloody in the face <laughs> and like all over the place because like. People don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so my rule was I'm not going out unless they're unless I'm on a rooftop. Yeah. <laughs> on the way home from mom's appointment, we stopped by a restaurant. It was a celebratory mood. Um, you know, because you've you've been to restaurants with mom where they have the paper that you can draw on. Mm -hmm. And she, she wanted me to draw a picture. That's a terrible 
terrible cat. I know, but she's she's So still... when I was in residential, they kept the girls kept asking me like his handwriting, they kept saying like, "Oh, a little kid sent you <laughs> sent you a Oh, that's so letter. I send her letters every single like, day. And I was like, he's in his 50s." <laughs> and then some of one of the girls goes, "Gross." Oh, cuz I cuz I'm in my 50s. It, no, because you're in your 50s and your handwriting was that bad. I am I didn't used to be judgmental, but like because I've done so much work to like really improve my handwriting. Yeah. And I'm like a language like linguistics and writing systems nerd. Yeah. I'm like it's not really that hard to like get to better. Yeah. I feel like you just don't put effort in. So Well, yeah, <laughs> most people don't. So and that's fine. So uh mom likes Allie always joins us for meals. So she was like, can you draw a little picture of a cat? And and, uh, and I was like, I'm terrible at that. So I draw the picture, and then she writes Allie underneath, legibly. Mm-hmm. And then she wanted to keep this. This looks like a three-year-old did it. Yeah. Like a three-year-old She's with proud problems. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> She's proud of me. Well, aren't we all just deep down three-year-olds with problems? Yeah. I know I am. I certainly am. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> I'm not going to argue there. I mean, that is that is why I was going back. Is you know going back to when you were 11, and obviously that's when when the problem became a problem. But it started before that, of course. You know, if you're 65 pounds, the height you are now, and 11 years old, the problem started way before you were 11. So, um, what if you could see your younger self today? If you could visit your younger self, what guidance would you give Lucille? Oh, that's a tough one. I know. Um, I don't know. It's, it's corny. It's, I just think I'd say it's get better. It gets better. Okay. I know it's like the corny queer phrase we all use. Hashtag, but. Hashtag fuck Dan Savage. <laughs> I love you, Dan, but you're a shithead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've been thinking about it a, a, a lot, and and I can't, and I still can't express what I would tell my younger self. You can't, yeah. But it is a good question to you explore. Threw me, you threw me at the curveball there. Yeah, but I want you want you to think about that because. Uh, because it's a curveball and, it, and it's the hard questions that are important yeah. not the easy ones thank you so much Lucille thank you Juno thank you Thanks thank for you all me. for listening and tune in each and every Saturday for Art Star Scene Radio and please remember to show some love to yourself the love that shines all around you show some love to others show some love to yourself it's important and you know it is